listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world at next to no cost through credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravel.com to contact me, find me on social media, and read episode transcripts. Support the show through Patreon, Subscribestar, and referral links. More information at the end of the show. Thanks for joining me for episode 42. What's in my wallet, August 2020. I talk about cards I'm actively using, recent promotions, and my August 2020 strategy. I've returned from a trip to Atlantic City and a power outage lasting a day, so it's time once again to record and evaluate my credit card strategy for August. As time goes on, these What's in Your Wallet episodes get longer and longer because the approvals keep on coming. I'll talk about my specific situation, spending habits, and priorities. As I often say, There's no such thing as one strategy or one best credit card because it varies person to person, but hopefully some insight into my strategy will help with yours. Most cards I chose were for sign-up bonuses and benefits, not category bonuses. My day-to-day credit card selection, especially after reaching sign-up bonuses or high spend goals, varies depending on purchases. I recently added the amazing US Bank Altitude Reserve card to my wallet. For more on the why and how of Altitude Reserve, listen to episode 40. I'm working on the card's sign-up bonus, 50,000 points for 4,500 in spending over 90 days. So I'm using this for travel spending, three times points, mobile wallet spending, also three times points, and dining, currently three times points until the end of 2020. I'm also using the card for unbonus spend while I'm working on the sign-up bonus. Dining spend also temporarily triggers the card's $325 annual credit, which usually is restricted to travel. Whether I will spend $325 on travel spending is an open question, so using the card for some dining spend while also getting three times points is my current plan. During my Atlantic City trip, I used the Altitude Reserve card for taxes and fees I had to pay on my free hotel stay and tips for comped meals. There's no reason to literally leave money on the table, so I always aim to use credit cards for tips, especially now I'm working on the Altitude Reserve annual credit and sign-up bonus. I added the Altitude Reserve card to my Samsung Gear Watch which allows me to use Samsung Pay, so it's easy to use the card for mobile payments, and an effective 4.5% is really good. The second is the American Express Blue Business Cash Card. I've had this for about 10 months, and I'm very close to $15,000 in spend. I've been using this card for unbonus spend, and got this with a referral offer of $500 cash back sign-up bonus. The card also offers 2% cash back on everything, an introductory 0% APR, an easy choice for me as a high spender. Once I hit the $15,000 spend goal, I'll sometimes use this card outside of making mobile payments with the Altitude Reserve, but I'll focus more on the Blue Business Plus card. I've had the Blue Business Plus card with American Express for about a year. The card has a great sign-up bonus I also got through referral. 15,000 membership rewards points as far as I remember. Currently, this also gives 2 times points on all spending up to $50,000 in a calendar year. Valuing membership rewards at 1.5 cents per point This is like getting 3% back on everything. Because of the increased bonus, I plan on keeping this card in the long run. 3% of 50,000 is 1,500 per year. That's $500 more value compared to cards like Blue Business Cash, which is giving 2% back on everything. Another American Express card I'm using is the Business Platinum card. I got this card in mid-July, a great time for an increased Dell credit, $200, $20 monthly shipping credit, stamps at the post office usually, and $20 monthly cell phone credits. I got the Dell credit once more in August, 
and will continue to use sell and shipping credits through 2020. I'm close to reaching the sign-up bonus, and I don't plan on using this card for everyday spending as it's only giving one times points. But for purchases of $5,000 or more, I get 1.5 times points. It's an absolute monster in year one and possibly a keeper card if I get a good retention offer. I also have a second business platinum I've had for more than a year. I got a $200 retention offer, so I kept it, especially considering the other benefits, most importantly, the Dell, Sell, and Shipping credits. The Plum Business Charge card is the next in my wallet. Not the most impressive card, but 1.5% cash back on all spend, and a $600 bonus for spending $30,000. I'm still working on the sign-up bonus. It's a nice win for that first $30,000 in spend. I got this card with a referral offer, once again helping a friend, and when American Express extended spend deadlines to 6 months instead of 3. For the high spenders out there, why not? It's better than using a 2% or a 2 times points card when considering the $600 sign-up bonus. Next, a far more impressive card than the Plum is the Personal Gold card. I use this for grocery spending, maximizing the 4 times points on $25,000 in spend a year, monthly dining credits of $10, and the yearly $100 airline incidental credit. After I reach the Altitude Reserve annual credit, I'll return to using the Gold card for dining at 4 times points. The $250 annual fee is so easy to justify for me, especially since American Express has offered me a retention bonus. I also have the American Express Business Gold card, but only use it to keep the card active. The 4 times points on gas is most uninteresting. Since I'm able to save on gas through the use of grocery points and discounted gift cards, I still have from early to mid-2019 thanks to an amazing promotion from Speedway gas stations. The sign-up bonus though was quite nice, and it's more capacity to refer people. At one point, the card was giving 20,000 or 25,000 points per referral. Plum and Business Gold, while not amazing, are close to freebies in my eyes, since American Express, at least for me, granted the cards without hard inquiries since I had an Amex relationship. One can now have up to 10 charge cards, so go forth and earn. My American Express Personal Green card doesn't get much use outside the monthly $10 sell credit. Again, this was nice for a sign-up bonus, and it also gives me a $100 discount on clear membership to skip lines at airports. Hopefully travel will be more common in coming months. And more Amex, my Delta Business Goal doesn't get much action. I got 60,000 points for a sign-up bonus, I can get free check bags with Delta, but I don't plan on keeping this card longer than a year because there can be much, much, much more value in just getting a different card, rather than clogging one of the four credit card slots one can have with American Express. I also have the Business Green card, which had quite a good sign-up bonus, but also doesn't get much action. I have the Flex Perks Visa card with US Bank. I got this card to establish a relationship before I knew about the option to open a brokerage account that I discussed in episode 30. I have my cell phone bill on auto pay with this card, but for now, the American Express cell phone credits, it doesn't get much action. I simply prepay my phone bill with Amex cards offering the cell credits. Another inactive card, Capital One Quicksilver, has a small auto pay, so it stays active. 1.5% cash back is subpar compared to other cards I have, but I keep it as it's an old card with no annual fee. Another Capital One card I have is the Saver card. Way back in September of 2018, this had a $500 sign-up bonus. It got me started in the credit card hobby, although I never would have gotten the card if I knew what I knew now because I'd prioritized Chase cards and various business cards. I only use this for 2% cash back on groceries, but I prioritize other cards. I'll use it when I don't want to put too much spend on one card. 
I have the Capital One Spark card I got with a decent sign-up bonus. 2% cash back on everything has its place again as a volume play, but Blue Business Plus takes priority, at least when I haven't reached the $50,000 yearly spending goal. Next is the Bank of America AAA Member Rewards card, a card I got in 2016 before I knew what I was doing, but I still use it as a volume play for an effective 2.4% back at grocery stores when using points for AAA vouchers I can use to pay auto insurance. Another volume play exists with the MLife MasterCard, getting 2% back at grocery stores in the form of MGM points, a top progress towards casino tier status. This also had a $100 sign-up bonus. As a frequent casino visitor, at least before the pandemic, tier status and progress towards it is valuable for me because I get rewards like free rooms and other offers thanks to credit card spending. This card also gives 3% back on MGM spend, which can be quite a nice benefit for those who know how to use it well. My old Discover It card was really nice for the third quarter of 2020. I've already maximized the 5% cash back on $1,500 in PayPal spending. It's a great category right alongside grocery for an easy $75 or $45 more than a 2% cashback card. I also redeemed a Discover Amazon offer for, I think it was, $10 off a purchase of $80 or more. This card is really nice for high spenders, but those failing to maximize the categories don't have much to gain. My Chase Inc. cash card has been really, really nice for office supply spend. In recent weeks, Staples has been selling fee-free $200 gift cards, and Staples rules were updated to allow five cards per customer per day rather than one per customer per day. Five times points is great here, especially since I transfer Chase points to Hyatt and get around two cents of value per point. I also have the JetBlue business card with Barclays Bank, which gives two times JetBlue TrueBlue points on office supply spend, but the chasing cash will take priority. A 2x return doesn't move the needle much for me with many other offers going on. In the past, deals at Staples were much more profitable when the Cardlink app Dosh was giving a bonus $5 per day. The JetBlue card is great though for its sign-up bonus, yearly anniversary miles, and free check bags, all with a small annual fee. The Bank of America Business Advantage Cash Rewards card gives 3% back at office supply stores, but again, I got this mainly for the sign-up bonus. Another Chase card in my wallet is the Chase Sapphire Preferred, one of the best starter cards one can get, well, at least for those who have a solid credit profile. I recently used this for three times points at gas stations in conjunction with Speedway gift card deals. The card also gave a bonus multiplier for grocery spend, so that was an easy win for me. August's Speedway deal is buy a $50 Uber gift card and get a $10 bonus Uber card, an effective 20% rebate. It's a really, really good deal, especially considering the three times points and bonus Speedway points. I also have the Cash App debit card I covered in podcast episode 40. It's been an easy moneymaker, especially with the $7.50 discount on grocery and Walgreens spend, which usually comes once per week. The Venmo debit card, also mentioned in episode 40, gives me 5% back at drugstores up to $200 in spend per day. It's a nice win for gift card deals or regular spending, especially in conjunction with the CVS CarePass program and CVS discounts. And finally, the Oxygen debit card has arrived. I'll use that for various cashback offers similar to the Cash App debit card. I'm also planning even more credit card applications this month. 
I'm still in pending status with UBS. I discussed their Visa Infinite Business Card way back in episode 25, and I'm working on getting approved for Barclays and Bank of America business cards. I may give up the dream of being under 524 to get more Chase cards due to recent developments, some of which I discussed in podcast episode 35. But for those of you out there under 524, please, please, please get those Chase cards. (laughs) If you're wondering about which cards are right for you, Complete the free credit card questionnaire on my website at hurdygurdytravel.com. I'm happy to provide suggestions. Also consider using many referral links I have for American Express cards, the Chase Sapphire Preferred, Chase World of Hyatt card, and so much more. Which cards are you using in August 2020? Hopefully you too are working on minimum spend requirements, high spend goals, and are taking advantage of many credit card bonuses and benefits. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravel.com where you can contact me, read episode transcripts, complete a free credit card questionnaire to receive tailored recommendations, follow me on social media, listen to past episodes, and subscribe to my mailing list. Support my work through PayPal, the Cash App, and referral links by visiting the Donate tab on my website. Subscribe on my Patreon and subscribe star pages to receive perks, including special one-on-one private consultations, a custom podcast episode, and the ability to ask podcast guests your questions. Subscribe on YouTube at Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. Like my Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast Facebook page. Follow HG Travel Podcast on Twitter and Justin Vacula on Instagram. That's V-A-C-U-L-A. Stay tuned to my website for announcements of upcoming YouTube live streams. The next one will be August 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Cakeology's YouTube channel. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation with full-time business coach and YouTuber Cakeology, who can help you formally establish your business, build business credit, and get premium business credit cards. When you select from various paid services after the free consultation, I will receive credit for referring you. Listen to Cakeology on episode 12 of my podcast, Visit his websites at cakeology.com, that's C-A-K-E-O-L-O-G-I, and burstbiz.com, B-U-R-S-T-B-I-Z, and tell him I sent you. Email him, youtube at cakeology.com. Visit my other podcast at stoicsolutionspodcast.com, that's S-T-O-I-C, stoicsolutionspodcast.com, where you can find practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient philosophers of Greece and Rome. Thanks to generous patrons and fans of this podcast who help support my work.